Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Brian Thatcher, and I hope you enjoy today's podcast with Monsignor Stephen Rossetti. He's a priest uh, who's also an exorcist, and we're going to go into detail regarding his book, Diary of an American Exorcist, Demons, Possession, and the Modern-Day Battle Against Ancient Evil. I hope you enjoy the show. Please subscribe and share with friends. God bless. Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Brian Thatcher, and welcome to Mercy Unbound. It's a series that aims to provide hope and avenue for healing, and one that will help you better understand and then live the great mercy of God. With me today is a very special guest, a Catholic priest. Uh, he's in the Diocese of Syracuse. He's an associate professor at Catholic University. He's got a degree in psychology. And he has a ministry of uh, prayer at the St. Michael Center for Spiritual Renew, Renewal, but he's also involved in the ministry of exorcism. And uh, today I want to discuss his book in detail, Diary of an American Exorcist, Demons, Possession, and the Modern Day Battle Against Ancient Evil. Um, it's interesting, we're taping this show on February 11th, the Feast of Our Lady of Lords, our sister ministry, Healthcare Professionals for Divine Mercy, started their conference today to help. It's a spiritual and medical retreat to help the healthcare professionals better understand about healing, not only from a medical standpoint, but from the spiritual side as well. And, and then lastly, I just read that there's uh, starting today is the largest satanic convention being held in, in the world today, starting out in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. So, you know, I tend to think, Monsignor, that um, many people don't believe the devil exists, but there may be more than we think because uh, this large conventions and things. So, Monsignor Stephen Rossetti, I'm just so happy to have you on the show today. And, and um, you started your book out with an interesting experience that happened about 20 years ago. Um, would you mind sharing that with us? Well, uh, thanks, Dr. Thatcher. Great to be with you and, uh, and with all your listeners. Uh, so we ask our Blessed Mother spread a mantle over us and, and protect us and guide us, especially all those in Scottsdale. Yeah, well, I, uh, people ask me how I got into the ministry. I, I, I like to believe that Our Lady uh, kind of led me into it and, and chose me. Uh, I had an experience which was actually is not that uncommon for seminarians and, and uh, novices because, you know, the Satan hates people following a, a, a priestly or religious vocation. And he'll, it's not uncommon. They'll have some sort of spiritual experience trying to, you know, move them away from it. So I was lying in bed at night. I was not asleep. Uh, and there was this, uh, it was a powerful spiritual attack. It was very clear. I mean, by the grace of God, I knew what it was that Satan was attacking me just, and it was, uh, unbelievably fast and powerful. And I realized that when, that when the flash that I'd be overcome, I mean, it was just lightning speed and, and incredibly powerful. So my rosary beads, which I now carry with me 24 seven were on my, uh, the table, the foot of the bed. So I, I lunged out of my bed and grabbed my rosary beads. And the minute I touched them, uh, it stopped. And I learned, as I tell, I learned about 80% of what a, uh, an exorcist needs to know. First of all, 
I myself do not have the power to, to cast out Satan that he's moves with the speed of thought, lightning speed, and it's very powerful. But uh, compared to the, 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 the spiritual power of Our Lady, uh, is nothing. So the minute I invoked Our Lady's protection, instantly it was gone. And that's, the, that's what we learn in the, in the deliverance ministry. You, by yourself, you, you, you can't take care of this. You, you'll be overcome. But when we invoke God's power in Jesus and, of course, through his mother as well, uh, we, we triumph. You know, I want to read for 25 years, Monsignor, I've been spreading divine mercy and telling people about the mercy of God. But she also, in her diary, writes about the existence of hell. And I think in fairness, I just want to read a few lines out of entry 741. But she said, today I was led by an angel to the chasms of hell. It's a place of great torture. How awesomely large and extensive. She saw seven kinds of tortures and she goes into detail. And I would have died at the very sight of these tortures if the omnipotence of God had not supported me. I am writing this at the command of God so that no soul may find an excuse by saying there is no hell or that nobody has ever been there. And so no one can say what it is like. Uh, can you share some thoughts on that? Yeah, well, there's no question in my mind as my experience, I've been an exorcist for almost 14 years and that there's no question that uh, Satan exists and that demons exist and hell exists. I mean, I, it's beyond any sort of doubt in my mind. Uh, you see, for example, what happens to the possessed, and things happen to them which you can't explain by natural causes. Um, and in some of their experience, for example, a common experience of the possessed person is that when the demons are sort of taking over, what we call manifesting, they will experience the part that connection with the demonic, and they'll experience basically aspects of hell, uh, the hopelessness, the torture, uh and for example you'll pour some holy water on a possessed person and they'll start start screaming they'll say it's burning me well it's lukewarm tap water but they'll say it's burning me or while i hold up a crucifix and the person will say my eyes are on fire you know and so that, that that's what the demons are experiencing uh so that it just again and again and again you you see uh what happens when satan's part of someone's life and you really do see aspects of hell. So there's no question in my mind that hell is very real. You know, you mentioned in your book, uh, Ranking of Demons, and you mentioned Beelzebul, Baal, Leviathan, Gressel, Asmodeus. You mentioned Lucifer showed up once. Uh, what was that like? Well, uh, we believe that angels, there's nine choirs of angels. So they're, 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 there's a hierarchy. Uh, and like, you know, the the cherubim, seraphim on top, they're all the way down to the angels and archangels. Uh, and so when the angels, uh, some of them fell with Lucifer in the, in the revolt, uh, we believe most theologians say maybe one third, uh, more or less, of the angels fell, that they retain their hierarchy. So there are smaller demons and they're very more powerful demons. And the head of them all is Lucifer or Satan. He is uh, the king of hell. Uh, and sometimes they'll say that in the, in the, in the session, for example, when we talked about, I ran into uh, Lucifer. I, I, one of the things you exorcist, you ask, you demand them to tell you their name, the names of the demons. The reason why you do that is, is because it gives you more power over them. Now we don't recommend other people do that, but an exorcist does it. 
intercession for the cast them out. So I command you in Jesus' name, tell me the name of the leader of these demons that are present in this person. And they look to me and says, you're not Rosetti, you're not ready for this, Rosetti. Uh, it's the king of hell himself. And they said, you're way out of your league. And I said, you know, I am way out of my league, but it's not out of Jesus' league. And in Jesus' name, I command you to leave. So again, it's not me. It's Jesus who cast you out. And compared to Jesus, even Lucifer is dust. Uh, but it was, it was intense because when Lucifer himself is present, uh, it is, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a battle. You, you know, I hear arguments that, well, if God is so merciful, how could he send people to hell? But God doesn't really send people to hell, does he? Don't people choose hell? Well, that's what John Paul II said, and, I, and that's been my experience uh, with people, is that uh, God, I, I see God as kind of standing at the gates of heaven saying, come, come, come. What, what's a, a source of divine sadness is how many people reject it. Uh, and it's kind of like God's saying, no, don't go, don't go, don't, you don't, you don't want to go there. And, uh, but they, they reject it. As a matter of fact, it's interesting that this, again, experience during an exorcism, I command the demons, I said, in the holy name of Jesus, I, I command you to tell me, did you make a bad decision when you rejected God? And they said, yes, a snarl, yes. Okay, now in Jesus' name, I command you to tell me, are you suffering because of your bad decision? And they said, yes. Now, once more, in Jesus' name, I command you to tell me, would, would you change your mind if you could? And they said, no. <laughs> So, you know, it's kind of like the mystery of evil, you know, why people reject the Lord, including the, the demons, and uh, are essentially not repentant. What are some of the sacramentals you use, uh, bring with you always when you go to an exorcism? Well, the same ones you should use in your home. I mean, you, should, you want to protect yourself in your home. A holy water. I have a little holy water fountain in my house. You know, I bless myself before I go into the chapel. Uh, blessed crucifixes, holy statues. Uh, we use relics, of course, of saints. Uh, so any sort of holy uh, sacramental or stole. I'll put the stole on the, the around the, uh, the the neck of the possessed person. The demons say, "Take it off, take it off." You know, it just is. It tortures them. And, uh, and although, matter of fact, at one point, at one point, the demon says, "This stole has been involved with." And I forgot the number, but so many masses. This stole has been involved. They knew exactly to the number how many hundreds of masses that stole had been in. Uh, but so they, that stole is uh, is a tortures them anything anything holy the, the reason why these things torture them is because anything connected to jesus anything connected to grace uh they can't stand that's why actually hell is actually it sounds strange but it actually is part of god's mercy everything that god does is merciful god cannot not be merciful so uh now Imagine those demons when they're, they're present. We throw just a little bit of holy water on them. They start screaming. They can't take it. Now, imagine taking one of those demons and putting him in heaven in the, in the presence of God. It would be an incredible, infinite suffering. So if they can't stand a little bit of holy water, what would they be like in heaven? They could, it, it would be unmerciful. So, so hell, ironically is actually a place for them to be because of their horrible choice, which is actually merciful. Now, you mentioned in your book, the St. Benedict Cross. Could you 
share with us what that is and how yeah. Yeah, we uh we use these the same Benedictine crosses. And basically, what it's got is it's got a, a Benedictine medal uh, in the middle of it. We'll use these too in the sessions. This is a bigger one. I I actually use these. And on the back of these Saint Benedict medal are some letters. These letters are the beginnings of Latin exorcistic phrase. For example, it says V R S around the top. Vade retro santanas. Get behind me, Satan. That's what Jesus said to Peter when Peter was tempting him. He said, Vade, retro sounds, get behind me, Satan, and drink the poison yourself. And it's an exorcistic formula. We bless these metals. Uh, sometimes they're embedded in crucifixes uh, and we'll use them separately. For example, I'll, we'll put these uh, metals on the possessed person during a session and it can be a source of great suffering for the demons to try to get rid of them, you know. So it's a holy thing, it's a sacramental, uh, but it's what, the only sacramental I know which actually has an exorcistic formula right on it. So that's why, we, that's why we use them. I see. Now you also mentioned the Umberlino prayer. Uh, right. What is that? Well, we have several prayers for protection. We basically ask, when we start the sessions, we'll ask the Lord to protect us from any demonic responses, demonic curses, demonic uh, attacks, and to surround the demons present so they're not reinforced. Now that sounds kind of strange to people, but this is a strange ministry at times. So, you know, uh, I remember once we, we command the demons to tell us how many demons are present. They said like 810, I think, whatever it was. And then the next session, I, I started with, again, tell me how many are present. They said 830 something, whatever. I said, wait a minute. I, said, I thought it was 810. And they said, round two. You know, they, they, they had some reinforcements. So they'll, they'll try to reinforce each other. Uh, so we try to surround them with the holy angels and then protect us, isolate them, and then ask the Lord to cast them out. Now, lay people have the authority from baptism, don't we, to, to pray over people and but, but they don't want to get involved in, you know, what, what's a minor and a major exorcism and all that? Right. Well, basically, the idea is that uh, we all, as baptized Christians, have a, a, a gift, a charism, if you will, for, for praying for other people. So we all should do that. Uh, if someone's possessed, then they need a, a major exorcism or a solemn exorcism. That is the uh, church asks this to be done by a priest given the faculties from a bishop so the idea is that you're protected and given the authority and the power to cast out demons so it's a safer safer action ministry uh but there are minor exorcisms for example in baptism the priest do you renounce satan and all his works all his empty promises and then he says this minor exorcist prayer confess the confessional uh very powerful uh casting out demons i that if People listening to this uh, uh, video, I would say, go to confession. If you don't, if you have not been to confession regularly, go. That's one of the most powerful things you can do. Now, there's a caution that while we all have a, a certain charism for casting out demons, we we recommend that the lady don't go face to face and start commanding demons. You can get yourself into a jam that way, and people have. So we simply say. If you want to cast out evil spirits, 
ask the Lord to do this. We call this a deprecatory prayer. Heavenly Father, I ask you to come send, send the Holy Spirit and cast out the evil spirits, whatever. We have a, a website. And on that website, there are lots of deliverance prayers for the laity to say. It's www.catholicexorcism.org. So it's very easy, catholicexorcism.org. And look under deliverance prayers for the laity, and you'll see some good prayers for you to say there. Now, for the priests, there are two rites of exorcism, aren't there? Uh, could you share <laughs> where those? Yeah, the, basically, there is a... a they're both sacramentals. Uh, the church uh, authorizes this rite. Uh, there's the, the new rite, uh, post-Vatican II rite uh, for casting out demons. There's the pre-Vatican II rite, which we can still use. And then there's a, a, a shorter rite for uh, exercising a place, casting out demons of a place or minor exorcisms too. So major exorcisms, minor exorcisms, old rite, new rite. What's the difference between the pre-Vatican and the post-Vatican II? They're very different. Uh, there's some similarities, but the, the post-Vatican II right is much more pneumatological. It's based on the Holy Spirit. It's, it's almost, it reflects the rite of baptism. And so it's very powerful. I've used it in a very powerful rite, and I had a major uh, case, and we used the new rite. It was very, very effective. Uh, it is less imprecatory prayers less commanding demons to leave. There is, there is one in it, the current version, uh, but the old rite, which we use too also, very powerful. Uh, it has uh, more imprecatory prayers, less uh, pneumatological, less based on the sacrament of baptism and more like a cannon shot, you know, just pow, leave, you know? So actually we'll use both in a session, you know, typically. How do we as humans allow Satan to get in? If that's- I'll give you, I'll give you a three-step three process to get yourself possessed. I don't take, I don't recommend you take it. One, step one, I'll stop practicing the faith. As Ephesians 6 tells us, the Lord is our, our shield and our sword. The Lord protects us, the faith protects us. When you stop practicing the faith, you, you drop your shield. And which is why we don't let people in the sessions, these exorcism sessions who are not practicing Catholics because they're not protected. Step two, once you've dropped your shield, then start committing serious sins. That creates a wound, you know, an opening. And then step three, uh, start doing occult stuff. You know, witchcraft, um, curses, magic, Ouija boards, all that kind of stuff. That's an explicit invitation of Satan. It's like saying, come on in. So stop practicing the faith, start committing serious sins, and start practicing the occult. And I guarantee you, do it long enough, you will have a spiritual problem. Father, what role is lack of forgiveness in our spiritual growth and mercy of God, et cetera, and Satan? When, we, when we're working with someone to cast out the demonic influence, we need to sort of break any connections between the demons and the individual. We need to sort of scrape away or heal any sort of underlying hooks that the demons use. One of those is unforgiveness. 
So if when we're holding unforgiveness in our hearts, uh, that gives the demon something to hook onto. And, but it's important to understand what we mean by forgiveness. Forgiveness does not mean we like having people have abused us or it's okay. No, no. Forgiveness means we make an act of the will. We, we commend the person to God. We let go of it and ask God to bless the person. We don't curse. That's what demons do. God blesses. So, uh, so even though someone may have hurt us, and we may be very hurt and, and at times even angry about it, we, we, we let, the, let it go. We ask God to bless the person. And so at the beginning of an exorcism, we'll almost always take the person through a forgiveness ritual, say, I willingly forgive the following people, and they'll name the people. In the name of Jesus, I ask the God to bless them. So that letting go of, of unforgiveness gives the demons less of something to hook onto. I would assume that an exorcism is a profound spiritual event. I mean, it's got to be exhausting. It is exhausting and it's very intense too. Uh, so, you know, if you do two or three sessions in a day, I mean, you're pretty much wiped. So, and some are more exhausting than others, but uh, the demons really suck the energy out of you. You know, it's, uh, being in the, in the room, it's, it's like uh, your spiritual energy kind of gets, just drops fast. Now you have a team though, don't you? We do. Uh, typically we're not, we're not in the room by ourselves uh, in exorcism. We have a team. Um, perhaps a deacon, certainly some lay people in the room, uh, and we work as a team. And what are they doing? Are they just praying throughout, pretty much? Or our lay people are very, very involved. Uh, the the priest actually leads the session, of course, but but the lady do a lot. They they pray. Some have spiritual gifts that that they give us some insights. Uh, they may hold the person down. They may be a support. Uh, so they have lots of different roles and, and even outside the sessions, they do the intakes, the, the screening, uh, the spiritual direction. Typically, they'll be the, the spiritual directors of these individuals. So they're very active and, and multifaceted. Now, what's again, you mentioned it at the beginning, but what's the role of the Blessed Mother in all this? And even St. Joseph, you know, isn't he called the terror of demons? And Terror. We love St. Joseph. Yes, terror of demons. I was, I had him, we invoked him, we invoke him often. And uh, sometimes you actually see a strong reaction to that. And of course, our Blessed Mother is, is the best. I mean, she's the woman clothed with a son. She's the one stomping on Satan's head. I actually personally believe this is not de fide, but I actually personally believe that Jesus has given this ministry to her. She really is uh, our leader, you know, in this ministry. And and sometimes she has personally uh, gotten involved and cast out uh, Lucifer. When Lucifer himself was present, for example, she was the one who kicked him out. So whenever she shows up, the demons can't get out of the room fast enough. Now, at the beginning of the show, I mentioned the St. Michael Center for Spiritual Renewal. Can you share with us what that is and how people can find that? Uh, our St. Michael Center for Spiritual Renewal, it's on our, we have a website and an app. We have an app, by the way called Catholic Exorcism. So download the app. I have got a blog and every week I post a new uh, post. So sign up on our, our website, catholicexorcism.org. Sign up, you'll receive our notices of new blogs. And then there are lots of prayers there and resources. Again, the deliverance prayers for the laity, lots of videos on, uh, on this ministry, books, articles. So it's very, very uh, resourceful, lots of stuff to do. And, and uh, we not only do deliverance praying and 
exorcisms, but we also, we have a monthly online deliverance session. So we have wow. several thousand people who attend and it's uh, quite remarkable the graces that God gives. So go to the website, sign up for the deliverance session once a month and uh, some powerful graces. Give that website again, would you please, Monsignor? www.catholicexorcism.org. That's easy, catholicexorcism.org. Any closing thoughts you want to share with us before we close out today's show? Well, God is generous. God is good, and our Blessed Mother is beautiful, and Jesus has crushed Satan's kingdom. So we should be very confident. Don't be frightened of Satan. No, no, no. No, we, we trust in Jesus. So I love that. I, I tell people often, uh, that are those who are suffering, I say, say often, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. Well, Monsignor, again, I want to thank you for joining me today on Mercy Unbound. Uh, people, it's a great read, The Diary of an American Exorcist, Demons, Possession, and the Modern Day Battle Against Ancient Evil by Monsignor Stephen Rossetti. It's available at sophiainstitute.com. Monsignor, thank you again. God bless. I hope our paths cross again soon and uh, come back and visit us soon on Mercy Unbound. It's been a pleasure, Dr. Thatcher, and bless you and all in the ministry. Would you mind giving all of us who's watching this and who will hear this show a, a blessing? The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. I ask the Blessed Mother to spread her mantle over all of you and protect you. I ask the holy angels to surround you and to protect you. May the blood of Jesus wash over you all and cleanse you, heal you, sanctify you, purify you. And may Almighty God bless you and all of your loved ones, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, people. Subscribe to the show. See you again next week on Mercy Unbound. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel for the video portion. The podcast can be heard at anchor.fm slash drbryan, B-R-Y-A-N, Thatcher, T-H-A-T-C-H-E-R, and on all the major podcast forums. I would love to speak at your church or conference, and please consider supporting our efforts to spread the truth to a hurting world. Thank you again. And for more information, go to the website at drbryanthatcher.com.